The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, of a member of the Wells on August 12, 2012, based on John 6, 24 through 35. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which Jesus speaks to us here today is the gospel, John chapter 6, verses 24 through 35. Please listen again to the last verse. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, fellow saints, wash clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Meat hanging in an open-air Egyptian marketplace, flies buzzing around, the stench of dried blood hanging in the air. Would you want to eat a piece of that meat? Or would you prefer something USA, USDA approved, purchased at Willie's instead? We want our food to be safe. And we also want to know that the quality of what we are purchasing is what we're paying for. But what about when it comes to food for our souls? Through his word here today, Jesus speaks to us about approved soul food. That's the theme here this morning. And through these words from the scriptures, may the Holy Spirit lead us to feast on genuine food, that's part one, and to believe the heavenly seal, that's part two. Let's begin by going back and joining that crowd that we meet at the opening of the text here. It's in the morning, and we wake up in a remote area along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. What a day yesterday had been. Thousands, thousands had gathered here in this remote area to listen to Jesus. He had healed the sick, and then as evening came and we were all hungry, he took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed everyone. In fact, some of the people even wanted to make him king. With a king like him, who'd have any worries anymore? Jesus would have nothing to do with that, and so last night he sent the disciples off in the boat, and he went up into the mountains alone. Now, now it's the morning. And other boats have come here. But Jesus, Jesus is nowhere to be found. He didn't leave last night with his disciples. They took the only boat that was there. Did he begin to walk back to Capernaum around the lake? Well, then maybe if we get into these boats here, we can beat him back to Capernaum and wait for him there and then see what else he might do for us. What a surprise when we finally get back to Capernaum. There Jesus is already. How did he get there first? Might there be another miracle here or something else to amaze us? And so the crowd asks him, Rabbi, when did you get here? But Jesus doesn't answer that question. In fact, he rebukes our attitude and mindset. He says, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. 
Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Now, dear friends, let's let's return to the present here. For you see, Jesus' words spoken to that crowd long ago still rebuke us here today. How often do we look at church or religion or even at Jesus with the kind of attitude or mindset that asks, how is this benefiting my life now? What is this doing for me and my family? And that's the way the crowds looked at Jesus' miracles. They didn't see those miracles as signs pointing to God's truth. No, they saw those miracles simply as a way to improve their earthly lot, to satisfy their wants, to, to fill their stomachs, so to speak. How much does this attitude infect you and me? One way to answer that question is to look at what we focus at or focus on for our energy. What are we working for in this life? How are we investing our time? What are we feasting on as our dreams, goals, and hopes? Are we working and busy to have a happy life here on this earth? to be able to, working hard to be able to enjoy ourselves and have a secure retirement? Do we figure that we'd have fewer worries and less stress if we had a little bit more money? Do we do it all for the kids, for the next generation, so they can have a better life here? And yet isn't all this things that will sooner or later spoil and perish? Isn't that all food that as Jesus says here? Is that really what we want to be feasting on? Yeah, yes, those things are blessings from God. When he gives us a happy life here on the, that earth, that is a wonderful blessing from God. When he grants us a good retirement, another blessing, financial resources are a blessing from him, and he certainly wants us to be taking care of our families and loving them dearly. But all those are things that eventually fade away, don't they? Earthly happiness goes up and down, fades. Retirement may start well, but aches and pains increase. Money brings with it its own minions of worries and stresses. And even children grow old. If these are our ultimate hopes, goals, and dreams, if these are what we are are focusing on for our soul's strength and energy, then how fruitless our life is. For none of those things last. The grave shatters them all. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures for eternal life, Jesus says here. The food that the Son of Man will give you. Feast on the genuine food approved soul food. But what is this kind of food? Where do we find it? Well, that's where we look for the heavenly seal. Believe the heavenly seal that takes us to part two here. 
For you see, dear friends, the crowds, too, felt the truth of Jesus' words, that, that all that, that this life has to offer, that that, that that eventually spoils. And they wanted to know that, well, if their current things that they are working for, if those are things that spoil, what does God really want them to be doing? What, is, what works does God have them have for them to do so that they can gain something more beyond this life so that they can gain eternal life. And yet their question here still betrays their misunderstanding. For they are seeking to know what they should be doing, what works they can do to gain eternal life. And so Jesus' answer totally changes the viewpoint. Rather than pointing them to their own works, he points them to the work that God does in them. He says here, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Eternal life does not come from our doing, but through faith in Jesus. Now some today don't understand what faith is. They imagine they can stir up faith in their own hearts if they try hard enough to make themselves believe. Rather than Rather than faith being God's creation within us, they look at faith as that one work that God requires from us in order for us to come to Jesus. But faith is not some sort of self-induced opinion. Rather, something from outside of ourselves, something that is reliable and trustworthy, draws us to trust its truthfulness, to rely on its validity with confidence. This, 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 this trust, this confidence, that's faith. And, and maybe to think of an example here, I could tell you that I'm 43 years old, and you might believe me, but you know, I could be lying about my age. People do that. But if I show you my driver's license, that confirms what I am saying. Because you see, it's not only my word anymore. Now it's the authority of the state of Minnesota backing it up before, because that driver's license carries the state's seal. That authority confirms what I am saying. And that authority from outside of ourselves draws us to trust something with more confidence as, as reliable and, and valid. And that's what we see happening here as well. Jesus calls on the crowd and on you and me to believe the heavenly seal, an authority much higher than the state of Minnesota or the USDA. He calls on us to believe the heavenly seal as he refers to himself as the Son of Man and says, On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Is there any authority more trustworthy, reliable, and faith-inspiring? But what exactly is Jesus referring to? What is this heavenly seal? We have many examples of it throughout Jesus' ministry on earth. But let's just look at the immediate context here. What had happened the day before. Jesus had healed the sick, and he had fed 5,000 men plus women and children, with only five fish, or five loaves and, and two fish. In fact, there were 12 basketfuls of 
leftovers after everyone had had their fill. That's something only God can do, right? That is the heavenly seal that was showing that Jesus is from God and must not his words also come from on high, carrying divine authority and reliability? Believe the heavenly seal. And yet the people here weren't satisfied with that. They were still focused on how their life on earth could be made better. And so they wanted more than just Jesus feeding their bodies for a day. They, they thought back in their history, back about 15 centuries to that time in the desert, when for 40 years Moses brought down bread from heaven, that manna, to feed them day after day, to feed their ancestors. Could Jesus stop that? See how they're still angling for food that's spoiled. And so Jesus again corrects them. The manna, as wondrous as that food was, was still food that spoiled. For it was only food that, that kept the body going. Rather, Jesus points them to the Father, who alone can give the true bread from heaven. The Father who gives the genuine manna for the soul, the bread, as the heavenly seal. Jesus says here that this bread was not just for this, this bread from heaven is not just for one a small nation wandering in the desert, but for the whole world. And it doesn't simply keep the body functioning for 40 years. Rather, it brings life, real life. Life with God, eternal life. For the bread of God, Jesus says, the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to this world. Do you, dear friends, long for this bread, the only bread that is genuine, that carries the heavenly seal, that brings such life? Even these earthly-minded folk plead with Jesus, give us, from now on, give us this bread. And here it is, dear friends. Jesus says, I, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Believe, dear friend, believe these words of truth. Oh, you can't make yourself believe, but the record of Jesus' words and works, that record from outside of ourselves here, this record, draws us to trust in Jesus. And that's why it is so important for us to be in contact with that word. If our faith is to remain, we need that word, the word of God, the scriptures, to be calling forth that faith day after day. Take the record of Jesus' words and work to heart. Ponder it, cherish it, treasure it. For this record recorded in the scriptures, this record from outside of ourselves, calls forth that faith that believes the heavenly seal, that feasts on Jesus and on his word of truth. Believe these words of truth. Jesus is the bread of life who came down from heaven. He was with the Father from all eternity, from before the creation of the world, but he came into this world, sent by the Father. He came from his heavenly throne of glory as a baby, lowly and poor, laid in a manger. 
He came to bring you life. He came to reverse our deadness in sin, our hostility against God, our friendship with evil. He came to bring you life. For he came as the bread of life to give his life to bring you eternal life. Believe this, dear friends, for you have the heavenly seal. Not only this miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, but you have that greatest heavenly seal of all, Jesus' own resurrection from the dead on Easter Sunday. How that authority drives out our doubt and calls forth faith. Jesus. He alone is the bread of life. He is the approved soul food. Feast on him, for he is the genuine food. Everything else fails. Everything else is food that spoils. Even God's earthly blessings, as wonderful and good as they are, they're not approved soul food. Don't set your hearts on them. Don't build your hopes, goals, and dreams on them. Rather, seek first Jesus. Seek to know him better and better as he speaks to you through his word. As you grow in spiritual knowledge by studying his word, as he strengthens you through his word and sacrament. What hope his word and sacrament bring us. Strive to follow Jesus, serving others with his attitude, becoming more and more like Jesus. What a goal that is for us to live our lives in that way each and every day right now. And finally, anticipate seeing Jesus face to face before his rainbow-encircled throne. What a dream that is. A true dream that God's promise holds before you and me. Yes, these are the hopes, goals, and dreams for us to feast on as we believe the heavenly seal, feasting on the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Feast on Jesus. He is the bread of life, the genuine food. Believe the heavenly seal. He alone is approved soul food. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.